0: Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the All In Podcast Show. I'm excited to introduce you to Steve Combs and um, share his message with you and the uh, great things he's doing in the world. I'm excited to have you here today, Steve. Well, thank you, Dan. Good to be here with you. All right. So so I know you were sharing with me earlier that you're in the frigid you know, northeast, right? Um, so is that where you're originally from? I or always like to hear your background.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm kind of an army brat.
1: And okay. like my parents even
0: said, like gypsies. I've lived in like 14 states, so I've been all over the place. Mostly in the east. I've been uh-huh. a couple
1: to, uh, other states in the west, Idaho, okay. Utah, but mostly the east. 14 states. All right. So, yeah. so and you and you decided to anchor down in, in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, believe it or not, people like they're snowbirds and move down to Florida, we actually moved here from Tampa in
1: 99. and We just love it up here. Love
0: all the seasons, wow. the mountains, it has the ocean, but that's too cold to swim and you go to Florida for that.
1: Right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but we, we love it up here. It's beautiful. Right. That's good. So, I mean, it's, it's always interesting to me because I think, you know, what's, um, what's fascinating is like, even with my kids, like I look at them and they're like, they, they get upset because they're like, we want to live where it's, you know, it's cold. It's too hot out. Right. And you know, I say, and, I, and I look at them. I'm like, no, you don't want to live up there. I grew up there, and that's why I'm here, right? But <laughs> it's just, it's just like everything else, I guess. You know, it's just like you're always thinking, like, I want to be somewhere else, or I want to do something else. You know, it's like the uh, shiny object thing, right? It's just like there's something better, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. And here, here's the thing: is here you get all four seasons. know we right. lived in Florida for several years, and it's like always summer, and then you have a little bit of spring. <laughs>
1: right. Here
0: it's it's four four seasons. If you get tired of the season, you get something new, so that's right. fun.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it's like, I, I was joking about this, but last month we, you know, we, we have had some cold weather where it's gotten down into the high thirties, you know, low forties to me, that's winter. Right. And it makes me question, like, maybe I should just move right onto the equator. Right. <laughs> like, this is too cold for me. Right. Definitely shivering. But, you know, so we get about a month of that. So it's a little mini season. Right. And that's a, exactly. Yeah, definitely prefer not to have that, but but I do miss the mountains and you know that that nature of that type of stuff. You know, I do enjoy that type of stuff as well. So, um, so tell me a little bit about your journey. You know, to to what you what you're doing in the world today. Like, where where did you start at? Like, for yeah, here so business? business.
0: Quite quite the story. I'll try to keep it brief because I know you can go you know deep as you want to go. I'm 50 years <laughs> old, so plenty of background. Right. But the, here's the thing: is I've always been an entrepreneurial mindset, and that came from my parents. They grew up. I grew up with them teaching me the value of hard work, the value of earning your own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'd be out there pushing a lawnmower or whatever as a kid, as a teenager, making money, raking lawns, whatever I could do to make money. But the real thing for me is I went through, you know, U.S. military was in the army for three years. And I was already disciplined. because my dad was a group of special forces and drill sergeant, So he kind of gave me that discipline already. But coming out of the army, I really was looking forward to getting into I.T. I did that. Uh, for a number of years, I was a computer programmer, I loved doing that. And it just got to the point where, okay, I- I'm ready for something different. Mm-hmm. And I had, had this big dream of having my own business, so I could be at home, work from home, work from wherever, really. Mm-hmm. And that never seemed to work out. i tried all kinds of network marketing, I tried, you know, I had my own computer programming thing, where I was developing, you know, access database software for churches, just different things I tried, and nothing really worked, I just like, kept falling flat in my face. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I got an opportunity to become a writer. I uh, saw an advertisement for a company called American Writers and Artists. And I said, well, let me try that. You know, one more, you know, one more thing to give a shot at. And I was working at IT still, Fortune 1000 company. And I started and started making a little bit of money with it. And I was enjoying it, but it was just a part-time, not really full in. You know, your, your show's about being all in. And I wasn't all in. I was like reading the, the promotional emails and dreaming big, but not taking the action to make it happen, you know. And that's really what it boils down to. If you don't take action, dreaming is great, but vision isn't, you have to have a vision, but if you don't take action to achieve your vision, you'll never get there. And that's kind of what I, I was sitting in this, you know, I'd, back in those days, it was a correspondence course. I still have on a shelf where I'd open it up and dust it off. And the dust has been collecting on the shelf for the past month and then do a couple of exercises and put it back in a shelf for another few weeks. And I wasn't actually making any traction because I wasn't doing the work to, to build a business and it, I got to the point where I started actually making a little bit of an income. I got this letter the mail. I said, go full in. And I made this decision with my wife. Honestly, it was really more of me saying, I'm going to make this decision. And I kind of promised my wife I would make the money back to pay for this huge investment it was a big investment. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pay every penny back for the money I make from writing because I didn't have a lot of spare. I mean, it was, it was just scraping by. We have a big family. I've got seven kids. And at the time, we had six. And I was like, well, I, I can make this work. I know I can do it. I really want this where I can work from home and have the flexibility of working when I want to and where I want to work from. And it was this big, you know, pie in the sky dream. But I, my wife was kind of like a little bit jaded by that point <laughs> from my own, my previous failures. But right. so I'm going to do this, Denise. And it came down to, I'm just going to have to put my money where my mouth is and put my actions where my words are too. And I did. And a couple of years later, about 18 months later I got laid off from my IT position. It mm-hmm. was paying the bills. But I was literally—I mean, half of the IT department got laid off. I was probably the only guy that left there with a smile on his face because I was like, "Oh, awesome! I'm going to have unemployment, and I can just use that as kind of like a little like a lift to kind of get me into the, you know, the process of going full time with my business." Right. Didn't realize, you know, that this optimism I had was not fully formed. In fact, I didn't realize that if you're pursuing a full-time business, you don't really get unemployment either. I didn't find that out right. till like two months later after my severance had run out. So we were here. My wife's pregnant with child number seven. Uh, sitting in a hospital room, dialing every potential client I could think of just to find a way to keep the lights on. I can mm-hmm. get a job, I can get a writing project, whatever it was. It was one of those do or die moments because it was the middle of the recession, 2009. And I was like, I, I have to make this work. It's mm-hmm. not a, you know, maybe I can make this work. It's, I got to do this, put food on the table, keep the lights on because I don't have anything else. And it was one of those moments where I had to be all in. And I mm-hmm. was all in and it was tight. We didn't have the lights turn off on us, but it was close a few times. Right. And it was it was a gradual building process where within a couple of years, it became a six-figure business. But it was at the beginning, it was tough. And I don't recommend people go out there and quit your job and, and just die full bore into a business without any you know, kind of safety net. You want to have savings. I didn't have that, right. but I did what I had to do. And what I recommend people do is you have to take action. And the good news is I had been taking action for about 18 months prior to being laid off which gave me at least a foundation of a business that would allow me to support my family, which Mm -hmm. became that ability to work from wherever. And I'm so thankful for that. I'll share you a quick story, dad, if you don't mind. My mother-in-law had went into the hospital. And this is a few years later after I went full time. My wife gets a call uh, from her sister says, Hey, mom's in the the hospital. Uh, She's got some kind of internal bleeding. Don't know what's going on. Don't even know she's going to make it. So I flew my wife down, my boys and I. My, we homeschool, so it wasn't a problem for school. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it's my business. I work from wherever I want to. Got in the truck, drove down, thinking it's going to maybe be a week there. We spent six months in Tampa, which is across the country. We live in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and what we thought was going to be a weekend to be in a six-month stretch. She had cancer, and it was internal cancer, and and my wife was be able to be there with her mom and help her because I had a business that allowed me to be flexible to where I work from. And by the way, my income increased those six months I was in Florida. So right. that's the beauty of having a business you can take anywhere. And, and that's what has allowed me to become a, such a strong proponent of be a, be a business person that gives you that kind of flexibility. Not everybody has that. I and mean, you can have a brick and mortar business and you're stuck going into the restaurant or the store every day, or oh, turn trying the lights and, you know, managing the books or whatever. And I still have to do kind of those things, but I'm in a virtual business and I have three businesses today, but at that time it was just a writing business. And I'm thankful for those kind of businesses that allow you to have that. And and my dream is to help as many people as possible find that dream. If that's their dream to enable them to help find that for themselves. And that's what led me into coaching. This was one of my three businesses.
1: Right. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, it's always powerful to hear how, Family can be a motivating factor, right? You know, because a lot of times, you know, the, the things we do for business, you know, or a job, you know, it's like the, for, <clears throat> can sometimes forget why we're doing it. Like we do it to keep the lights on. We do it to provide a lifestyle that we believe in, that we want to be able to give and provide. But sometimes that gets lost in the, in the, you know, the direction that you're going because you get overwhelmed with all the things, especially as a business owner, because, you know, a lot of people see the results you create, but they don't see the struggle, Right. <laughs> They don't see the the challenges you've gone through, right, or the, the, the things that that you may be up against, because there's always a new level, right, and there's always a new, um, you know, a new way of, of uh, either doing things or or uh, pushing yourself to the next level, but allowing yourself to have the freedom to be able to take care of your family, you know, in a you know extenuating circumstance that, that you faced, right, and being able to, you know, uh, allow your family to experience that, right, because I mean, fortunately, as you pulled through, right. Yes, yeah. she, right?
0: she did and then several months later unfortunately she did pass uh, oh, from yeah. a complication at a hospital but that was after that six-month period and uh, you know like you yeah. said though it, there is has to be a, a moment and it was, it was family and you mentioned about right. family family was what drove me to create that foundation right. because it was that i mentioned those 18 months of building to the place where when i got laid off i was able to go full-time even though it was tight the, there was a specific moment in time where I was all in with the business while I was still working full-time. Of course, that meant that I would have to work you know, one clue talk in the morning right. writing because that was the time I had quiet time and I'll be in my bedroom at my desk, just you know, right. writing and doing projects after the kids went to bed. But what led to that was I was looking for more money and I went to do an interview at a job that was an hour away and I was running late. I took the day off from work at my main job. So I can go interview this new place. It's going to pay you a thousand bucks a more a month or something like that. And mostly I'll be eaten up with two hours more added travel time to my schedule right. mm-hmm. and and half that'll be eaten up by gas prices. So I'm like, what am I doing here? But I, I'm going to go try it. Maybe I'll make a little bit more money, make a little incremental difference. And I was racing towards the door. I had my, my resume in my folder, my other paperwork, my samples, because I was a computer programmer. So I had some like code samples I was going to interview with. And my kids were younger than of course, this is back in 2007. And my one boy who's four years old and he turns, he's trying to give me a kiss on the way out the door. And I just gave him kind of a running hug. I just kind of give him a little side hug as I was running out the door. And his five-year-old brother, I got to the door and I heard him say, daddy doesn't have time to give you a kiss now, Elijah. That mm-hmm. just broke me. Oh my gosh. And he just, he just looked crestfallen. I looked back at his face as he had to the handle of the door. I was like, "I are that a stupid interview in tears. I didn't care mm-hmm. about that job. I didn't right. care about that company. I cared right. about my family. And that was the moment I says, I got to do something different. Right. I got to do something that allows me to have time for my family. Am I perfect? No, of course not. Um, sometimes I work so hard in my own business that I still don't spend as much time with my family as I should. But I have the flexibility to do that whenever I want to. Right. I, can, I can back off. And I can spend time with my kids. So we just spent, you know, I was just telling you right before this call here, I just spent three weeks in Texas. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to ask a boss for time off. I just took my computer and go on the road. Uh, and we picked the times to go. We we go to Florida, we you know, my kids just participate in speech and debate and homeschool quite quite a bit for a while. And we'd traveled all over the place in the eastern half of the country. Mm-hmm. And we just whatever the dates were, no problem. If I had work to do, I just bring a project down the road. And but I could also be there and participate with them. And I was right. one of the few dads who were able to do that because right. of the business I built, because that was important.
1: Yeah. So that's if you if, Yeah, so so that's those, there's, there's a lot of uh, things that go with that and areas to go with that. So I'm thinking a couple of things, right? One is the importance and freedom to be able to do what you want, right? For you and your family, right? And be able to take that time, you know, when you had the uh, issue come up with the mother-in-law, like be able to have that time. That's something you'll never, you would never be able to produce, you know, you know, with a normal job if you were physically tied somewhere, right? Exactly. be able to go spend that time with, with the family like that. And the other side is that um, noticing that you know it's like the similar thing with me with my kids is like there was a season where I made the decision 20 plus years ago to be the dad that got to work from home but there was times where I wasn't always present right mm-hmm. started traveling right. more I started having new opportunities show up and then you get into that momentum of like okay I'm building something bigger for my family but it's taking me away taking me away from my family right um and I'm sure there's moments you know I jokingly say this like you know Daddy's home a little too much, right? Especially now, but now these days, right? <laughs> right? But, but you're also, out of the house, I'm in prison. Yeah, yeah. But, but think about this, like with, you know, that this is a big piece because I was talking to somebody about this a few weeks ago around the guilt that we have as business owners and fathers, right? Around not spending the time, right? With our kids. My motivating factor was my dad's an amazing man, right? Great, great guy, big heart. <clears throat> but his way of doing things was to provide for the family.
0: So he was never home.
1: I don't think we've ever played catch together. I don't think we've ever, you know, he's never interacted like that, right? Just a different time, right? Not, not. It's not bad, you know. It's just I knew I wanted my, you know, my kids to experience dad being able to do things with them, right? An experience in the world of being present. So like, and and then we go through these cycles of the guilt that that, or the shame, or the you know, the feeling of like I'm taking too much time away from the family. Like how do I create more time and less time? You know on work so i can actually be there because what i do know is time goes by quick you know it's like don't know how old are you you have seven kids so i would imagine they're uh they're you know they're they're uh um well just share where the ages are yeah well the oldest is
0: 29 and the youngest is 11. so there's a big range there right and i still have my five youngest yeah, five youngest are still at home. I'm like, no, no, I think about it. four. I got one in yeah. college. <laughs> I, 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 I count him, down. but he's like, he's like, he's not the the oldest at home. He's like the second oldest uh, of the five. They're they're still here, and he's actually in college right now in Indiana. Okay. But um, I, I kind of count him as home because I miss him, and and right. uh, his older brother's still here. But right. the, the fun thing is, we we really do go through those seasons, and we have. We sometimes have to put that that focused effort kind of like a sprint mode when you're building something new and it takes an intense effort right to to make a difference but i i think one thing we have to do and sometimes i failed to do and i've learned from this lesson and sometimes have to relearn the lesson you know but it's okay to sprint mm-hmm. but have a vision of a here here's the goal line so when i cross that goal line you know mom and the kids know that hey we're We're going to have dad back, a little bit more present. And I try to include moments of presentness still, even in the sprint cycle. So, for example, last summer, I took off every Friday. We would go do something virtually every Friday, go hike a mountain or whatever. And we made that a point. And I'm looking forward to doing that again this year. But last year, I built, I started two, well, not really started two businesses. I started one business and I, I greatly expanded a different business. So, I have two major projects that happened last year that have Been an amazing amount of effort involved to get these off the ground, Mm -hmm. and I'm still kind of in sprint mode with my third business right now, but it's coming to the point where okay, I can let go of the paddle a little bit, and I I fully anticipate by April to May time frame that that's going to be back to every Friday off because that's that's my goal because on Sundays we're in church that's our family it's it's important to Mm -hmm. us and while we're there together I want to spend more direct time with the family and. Fridays have been the day that I kind of do that, so I'm looking forward to getting back to that in a couple months.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting because you know uh, usually, especially during the summers, I love to go boating. So um, Fridays I block out, right? And it's like I always hear from my assistant or people that I work with, that are like, "Hey, there's no time in your calendar Fridays," and there isn't going to be, right? Exactly. Like I try to be out on the water, and occasionally I have to squeeze something in on a Friday, and we don't get out on the water, right? Or the weather doesn't cooperate, you know, but. But, but really, you know, it's a hard thing to unplug, right? Especially when you're driven to get things done, you're excited about the projects you're working on, you're like, oh, I gotta get, but here's the other cool thing is that it does, you may have experienced this, is um, it compresses time, right? Because then it's like, okay, I can get more done in those four days than I would if I had that fifth day, right? And That's maybe, so true. Yeah, and maybe Saturday, I might do a couple little things, but I'm, I still don't use that as a work day. I might be, I'm gonna have to check in on a couple things or something like that, but I'm not working the, the entire day, right? So, but it forces you to get stuff done. And it's like, I don't care if I have to work 16 hours on Tuesday and hit Wednesday, but, you know, or throughout the week, you know, or 20 hours, whatever it takes to get things done, if I can fit that in. But Friday's my day, right? And, you know, and Saturday, Sunday, and I'm really working towards getting myself to the point where I'm only working three days a week, right? And then the four days, because, you know, at the end of the day, I always ask myself this question why do people say we have to work you know, Monday through Friday and take off and live for the weekend? Because that's what most people do. They live for the weekend, right? Like, right. Why not make every day a weekend, right? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like,
0: well, you have that flexibility when you're yeah. own your own business, you yeah. set the rules.
1: And, and I found that too. And
0: I, I tend to keep the bulk of my work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mondays, I do other things that are related mm-hmm. to my business, kind of like the growth stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, my main things and Fridays are, are either growth or day off. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I structure my time. And sometimes I do work on the weekends, but that's only because I'm, I'm three businesses going at the same time. It makes it really hard to get it all in, in in one week. But you're you're completely right. If you're tightening the amount of time you have rather than expanding, when you expand it, your work expands with it. You just have to say this is my schedule, and I have other things. You know, put in your calendar. I have a calendar next to me here, and if if I want to make sure it gets done, it's on the calendar. And you can block off time for personal time too. And I do right. that. Like you said, you you know take off Fridays. Get, no time available?
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. So they can do that. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. So, so um, let's share a little bit about like, you know, some of the more difficult moments, right? Challenges that you may have faced in the business that, you know, um, or, you know, even having to pivot with, you know, doing something maybe a little different than what you were originally, you know, thinking, because sometimes we, as entrepreneurs, we have this idea of what we want to do, and it might look a little different as we progress.
0: Yeah, it just, there's a number of things that Could probably be shared there well i'll share something here um i've built a little bit of notoriety in the copywriting world which is writing sales and marketing copy um Mm -hmm. i am an instructor for american writers and artists these days and does a company that virtually trained me but what a lot of people don't know is i went through a almost a a depressive cycle in my business several years ago that i just got so bored with the work Mm -hmm. and frustrated with what i was doing that I, i stopped pursuing clients I stopped really doing the work I ought to be doing in my business. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where my finances directly suffered to, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this as, as a provider, but it got to the point where I had to borrow money from my grandpa to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't get kicked out of my house right. because I wasn't doing the work to keep my business going. And that was, a, that was a valley. And I'm out of that a long time ago now. Right. But I, I noticed like to kind of get to the stage where I'm not doing what fulfills me anymore. And I still like to write, but I found I have, to, I have to be deliberate in choosing what are my projects. And these days, I only, I, I've, I'm i a managing editor for a natural health newsletter. I have been for the same newsletter for a long time now. I don't even accept any new writing clients at this point. But I, I found by being very careful what I pick, and that's also what led to the other businesses because I found more joy – in the other areas of life, teaching, coaching. Right. Um, I love to teach. I teach, you know, teen Sunday school. I, I teach uh, American writers and artists and I love coaching and helping the, you know, the lights come on in the eyes of somebody who says, I want to have my own business and I'm kind of stuck here. And when, when you give them an idea or help them create their own idea, which is even better. Right. And the lights come on and you see that excitement there, that drives me. And coming out to the point where you say, I, I found something that fulfills me and you know they say if you if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's half true, it's not really completely mm-hmm. true, but there is something to that. And that when you find fulfilling, meaningful work that makes a difference in the world and makes a difference in life, because life is all about relationships, mm-hmm. that's where you find true joy is serving others. And uh, if you're just in for the money, money's nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, you got to have money to pay the bills and, and to do things, but the real Thing about life is it has to be about relationships right. that's why i was doing it for my family and, and why now i i love especially the work that makes a difference for others and so that that's that's huge even right. even my amazon business which is really selling stuff on amazon it's amazon arbitrage but i get the most fulfillment out of sharing what i'm doing with others who are doing the same thing other sellers resellers right. uh, i i enjoy that because right. it's the relationships that
1: matter right yeah that's 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 great stuff so if you look at um Somebody that may have been down this journey of yours, that you know, similar where they've been in a place where um, you know they may be looking at leaving a job or they're, they've been trying to build something on their own to be able to you know be home with their family, right? What would be like the number one thing that you'd share with them to say, hey, you know, it's okay, but this is you know this is the thing I would do first.
0: Well, number one you got to know what your reason is like mm. I, I told you a story about right. my, my son elijah he's four years old he said daddy doesn't have time well like caleb told him right daddy doesn't have time to give you a kiss now okay. elijah and i i put that on a yellow sticky note it had it on my wall for years i still have the right. photo of that sticky note i have the sticky right. note somewhere around here i had that in front of me to drive me to remember my reason why i'm pursuing this so when times got tough and they will you're mm. going to have setbacks in business so it's going to happen count on it so when it happens remember your reason why second thing you need is you need a strong vehicle you need you know just because somebody else has done something doesn't mean it's the right vehicle for you right you need a you know some of my coaching clients have come to me because i'm, I'm a coach also and they said well this is what i want to do i said why do you want to do that and and, and they when i asked them and i dig in deeper for example somebody wanted to be a writer So what well, do you do you love to write no so why do you want to be a writer <laughs> and and it turns out she loved to teach mm-hmm. and and, and I helped her develop an entire business around what she loves to do. Right. That, that was a powerful difference maker for her because she could have went down a path like I did that you might get down several years later and you have quote unquote success. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're loving what you do. Right. And I, I do enjoy writing, but it's like pulling teeth to get it out of me. I'm a slow writer and I'm, I make good money writing, but I'm still slow to this day. But that's okay. I, I use it now for my own business. And that's the primary reason I write now. But you need to find what, what fulfills you, what's going to make a difference in the world. Is somebody willing to pay you to do that? Because if, it's, if nobody pays you, it's not a business. It's a hobby. So what's the vehicle? That's number, that's number two. Your why is number one. Your vehicle is number two. And then you have to be willing to put in the work. And that's,
1: that's a cross between your vehicle and your why. Perfect. Yeah, I, I love it. So, um, so as we close out here, what's the um, uh, fastest way for somebody to connect with you?
0: Oh, jump to my website. Um, I'm at solopreneurcoach.com. I'll spell that. <laughs> Some people have trouble. It's S-O-L-O-P-R-E-N-E-U-R, coach, C-O-A-C-H.com. And I actually have a, a community. that's free to join. I have, you know, if you're looking to build a business, we have free trainings every month. It doesn't cost you a penny. It's free for life. Uh, just jump in there. And you can also connect with me at Virtual Coffee. There's a Meet Steve page. Just come on here and say, hey,
1: I'd like to talk with Steve for 15 minutes. It's not a sales call. It's just, hey, let's have a chat. Yeah. And I'd love to talk with you. Love it. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. We appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you for taking the time to be here and uh, much continued success and impact on the world beyond spending time with your family. Thank you, then. I appreciate being here. Let's stay all in.
0: We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the all in podcast show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.